This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Biden laying climate groundwork. Questions surround possible national LCFS. And corn catches a break. Here's a programming note. AgriPulse Daybreak will pause for the Thanksgiving holiday tomorrow and Friday and return on Monday, November 30th. The AgriPulse team wishes you and yours an enjoyable and very safe holiday. Biden building climate policy-making structure. President-elect Joe Biden says he'll announce a White House climate policy coordinator and a policy-making structure to go with the new office. The climate czar will lead efforts here in the U.S. to combat the climate crisis and mobilize action to meet this existential threat, Biden said. He went on to emphasize how serious a priority the issue is for him. Take note, Biden doesn't just plan to re-enter the Paris Climate Agreement. Biden also intends to pressure other countries to agree on more ambitious targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions, That, according to John Kerry, recently announced as Biden's new climate envoy. At the global meeting at Glasgow one year from now, all nations must raise ambition together or we will all fail together, the former Secretary of State said at a news conference yesterday. The Paris Agreement set a goal of keeping global warming under 2 degrees Celsius, and that's the target that has generally guided major corporations in setting their climate commitments. By the way, during an interview with NBC News, Biden reiterated his pledge to send a bill to Congress to legalize the 11 million undocumented immigrants. But with Congress closely divided, it will likely be as difficult as ever to get such a measure through Congress, even if the bill addresses other immigration issues, including reforms of the H-2A program for foreign farm workers. Industry leader, low-carbon standard would need Congress. Biomass-based diesel has become a poster child for California's low-carbon fuel standard but it would be tough to get Congress to implement a similar program nationwide. Fuels such as biodiesel that are low in carbon intensity can qualify for credits under the California system. With a closely divided Congress, I'm not sure a national LCFS would gather the bipartisan support to be enacted. National Biodiesel Board's Kurt Kavorik tells AgriPulse. Kavarik says the National Biodiesel Board's lawyers don't think EPA has the statutory authority to convert the renewable fuel standard into a national LCFS. Kavarik says if the Biden administration is serious about reducing greenhouse gas emissions, it should use the RFS to displace more petroleum diesel. By the way, Biomass diesel, which includes soy-based biodiesel, has been the largest generator of low-carbon fuel credits under the California LCFS. In 2019, biomass-based diesel generated 45% of all compliance critics, Kavarik says. This week's AgriPulse newsletter reports on fears that annual biofuel usage targets will be delayed in the next year. We also report on the prospects for vaccinating food and ag workers against COVID-19 and look at how Biden may handle trade policy with Cuba.
U.S. to hit phosphate fertilizer imports with tariffs. The U.S. will begin imposing countervailing duties on phosphate fertilizer from Morocco and Russia after an investigation showed the countries were subsidizing exports, that according to the Commerce Department. The decision comes despite pressure from eight GOP farm state senators who pleaded with Commerce not to impose the tariffs out of concern they will increase input costs for American farmers. U.S. farmers depend on affordable phosphate fertilizers to produce a variety of crops, including corn, soybeans, cotton, wheat, sorghum, sugar beets, fruits and vegetables, said Kansas Senator Jerry Moran and other Republicans told the Commerce Department, U.S. International Trade Commission, in an August 3rd letter. The U.S. imported about $730 million worth of phosphate fertilizer from Morocco and $300 million from Russia in 2019, that according to Commerce. Brazil lifts another restriction on imported soybeans. Brazil has lifted its prohibition on domestic biodiesel producers using imported soybeans and soy oil to make the fuel. That according to a report from the Foreign Agriculture Service Bureau in Brasilia. It's yet another sign that Brazil, the world's largest soybean producer and exporter, will need to import the oil seeds after exporting more than normal this year. Soybean oil prices have been spiraling in correlation with fast dissipating product stocks, the FAS analyst said in the report. This policy moves highlights the government rising concern about spiking consumer inflation. It was just last month that Brazil dropped its import tariffs on soybeans from the U.S. and elsewhere outside of the Mercosur trade bloc in South America. USDA sees rising global sugar production. Global sugar production for the 2020-21 marketing year is going to reach 182 million tons, a roughly 9% increase from 2019-20, with Brazil accounting for most of the increase, that according to a new FAS analysis. Thanks to good growing weather, Brazilian farmers are forecast to increase production by nearly 30% this marketing year, but less of it will be going to ethanol and more will be going into stocks as Brazilians consume less fuel during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mexico is expected to produce 6.3 million tons, a 13% increase given the country more to export. And Taylor Parrott, firm accused of bowing to PETA, a group that represents wool, leather, and fur producers, is blasting the parent company of Ann Taylor Stores for deciding to end its sale of alpaca wool products. The announcement followed pressure from the people for the ethical treatment of animals. The Natural Fibers Alliance said the decision by Asina Retail Group is particularly bizarre because Ann Taylor will apparently continue to sell cashmere wool, which is harvested in a similar fashion to Agora wool, although shearing. Moreover, failing to trim wool from alpacas can lead to heat stress in the animals. Asina, which also operates chains such as Lane Bryant, didn't immediately respond to a question about its decision. Here's today's He Said It. 
Like so many presidential flocks, this one started in the great state of Iowa in what can only be described as an act of blatant pandering. And by the way, I love the state of Iowa. That President Trump talking about this year's presidential turkeys, corn, and cob. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 25th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.